our second Sunday in Advent, peace. Uh, this year, some characters. We kind of go back into a couple of the events and look at some of the, the characters that we see. Uh, last week, my friend uh, Bob Scholl was your guest and uh, did a great job looking at the presence of Simeon as Jesus was dedicated at the temple. And today we're going to look at the angels. Maybe you don't think a lot about angels. I know I don't, um, but they appear all over the Christmas story. This won't be the only time this Advent season that we encounter uh, angels. This is obviously one of the most well-known passages about uh, the, the birth of Jesus. So if you're brand new to the events of, of Jesus, this is, this is one of the places everybody loves to go to read and to uh, meditate on what God has done in sending his son Jesus to this earth. We look forward to celebrating his birth uh, later this month and as part of Advent we prepare. And so we want to look at God's purposes through the, the characters today of the angels that are present in this story. Okay, who knows the five questions journalists are supposed to ask when writing a story? Joe. All right, if you didn't hear Joe, it's who, what, when, where, and why. Investigative questions that journalists are supposed to ask. This is not meant to be a, a criticism on journalism or the media or anything like that. Don't go down that rabbit trail in your mind. But think about those questions. A lot of times we wonder, especially when it's something that we don't know and we're curious, they can be very good questions for us. A lot of times as we study the Bible, who's here? What's happening? What's going on? When did this happen? Those are all really good questions that can help us. And so part of your outline today uh, is kind of based on some questions. We'll start right off with who? Who are angels? Like I said, maybe you don't sit around and think about this very much. And so the first part of the message today will be a little bit of information. Maybe a little bit of a refresher for some of you that uh, have learned some of this before. But for some of us, uh, this might be a good reminder or some learning for the very first time. So we know that angels are created. They're not, in that sense, uh, beings that have been in heaven with the, the Trinity, God the Father, Son, and Spirit, forever and ever, uh, the angels were created. Well, how do we know that? Look right here in Colossians 1. For by him, this is the Lord Jesus, by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or rulers or authorities. A lot of times angels are referred to as uh, rulers or authorities in heaven and on earth. Things in heaven are created. So angels, angelic beings, are created beings. Psalm 145, praise him all his angels, praise him all his hosts. We see the command there for the angels to praise God. And so we know that they are below God and that they are worshiping him, they are created. So we worship God as a God of authority. He's created the world, he is in authority over the world, he has created angels, and he understands what is happening in the angelic realm. I want us to think about purpose. I want us to think about authority. And I have been burned on this little game before. And this one you're going to get. Somebody's going to get this. And I'm going to open it first to somebody in elementary school, junior high, or senior high. So all those of you older than that, stay quiet for now. I'm hoping somebody will be the star student today. What is the original purpose, original purpose of daylight savings time? 
does anybody know? Elementary school, junior high, high school. Now, some of our guys are up at camp, our junior high and high school guys are up at camp that might know this. Any of our students in the room know this? The original purpose, why we shift our clocks, spring ahead, and fall back. Josiah, what's your guess? Nice and loud. <laughs> hey, we do have more daylight to worship God. That's a good guess, but it's not why they originally did it. Okay, somebody, all right, wait, who's over here? All right, Shelby. Okay, farming is close, all right? It, but it goes back before that, it goes to wartime. Okay, it goes to World War One. Levi. Mm, not sure. They're trying to conserve something. Adults, help them out. What are they trying to conserve? Fuel. Absolutely. Trying to conserve fuel. Now, the original purpose, and I'm not going to go into all the specifics of daylight savings time. It's actually changed quite a bit. I was fascinated by the little article that I read about it. All right. But um, originally, it was, it was designed to conserve fuel. And now it's kind of funny because they say the longer the day is, the more air conditioning people use. <laughs> so it's kind of defeating the purpose. All right. But all the goal here is to say these beings, these angelic beings are created and they have purpose in the heavenly realms. We see Jesus active in creation and having authority over the angelic beings. And we see them uh, below God. All right, so that's where we'll start. And some, a little bit of information about who these angels are. They're created. They're also different from humans. And all I mean to say here is they are not confined to earth in the way humans are. Angels are spirit beings who sometimes take on bodies Humans are spiritual beings, but are limited to the bodies that God has given us on this earth. Here's a place to see this. Uh, we see man described in Psalm 103. His days are like grass. He flourishes uh, like a, a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it and is gone, and his place knows it no more. All right? In the same Psalm 103, angels bless the Lord, you his angels, his mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of of the Lord, all right? And so we see angels referred to separately and differently from the way humans are. And if you just took a whole survey of the way angels and angelic beings interact uh, with human beings, we can say without a doubt that they are different than humans. All right. What do they do? What do angels do? Who, what, when, where, and why? Answer some of those questions. The when and the where. All right, we'll go back a couple thousand years. All right, region. What we know is Israel, Bethlehem. Jesus was born. All right, the area, uh, uh, southern, so what we would call southern Israel uh, by the, that time was known as Judah. What do they do? Angels serve God. We know this. And we will see it here in our passage from Luke 2 this morning. I want to give a couple other examples. One of those is in Acts 12. Okay? In Acts 12, uh, we see an angel aiding God's plan to get Peter out of jail. All right, think about the encouragement that had to be in the early church. Uh, get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. God used an angel to be a part of Peter's release from prison. He served God's purpose. In Revelation 8, 
The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch, and fell on the third of the earth. Rivers and the springs of water. Part of the judgment God lays out. The angels are serving that purpose. We see that in Revelation. Angels serve the purpose of God. What do we see here in our passage from today? In Luke 2, in verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. This angel is arriving to reveal God's purpose. He is serving God's purpose to the shepherds. The glory of the Lord shone around them. He is, the angel is ushering in a God-inspiring, a truly awesome moment. And here is probably how we best know angels. They bring messages. They bring messages from God. Maybe you have a lot of questions and maybe you're <laughs> tempted to Google, what does the Bible say about angels? We'll do that later on this afternoon and you'll, you'll find some really fascinating things out about how God uses uh, angels. We heard some testimonies just a few minutes ago about how we've experienced peace in our lives. Were you encouraged? I'm always encouraged when people say, I praise God that I've been able to experience something. And why is that? Because when we give a testimony to God, it means we can't do that by ourselves. None of those circumstances in which we heard about peace are something that we can replicate really on our own. We trust God to give us the peace. And so uh, we connect this with God's purposes in the birth of Jesus and the role of the angels bringing that message. This is, this is not a message of peace that would have come about by the shepherd's own initiative or by anybody's own doing. We can't bring it about on our own. Okay, I'm going to foreshadow just a little bit to next week. Here's Luke chapter 1. There appeared to him an angel, the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense, and Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. Here is a message the angel brings to Zechariah. This is part of the events leading up to Jesus' birth. And we'll look next week at Zechariah and Elizabeth and their story and their role in the, the events of Advent. Here, an angel brings messages. What about in Luke chapter 2? 11. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Think about this message. This region, the where and the when... This region is underneath, at this point in time, the rule of the Roman Empire. This message that the angel brings unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I found a, a little piece in my research that gave a really great reminder about what that message the angel brought really meant. The Roman Empire claimed 
to bring this kind of certainty into people's lives. I don't know if you knew this. The emperor, Caesar, was proclaimed as savior and lord of the empire. Did that lead to peace for everyone? Now, this is a very peaceful time in the history of Rome, but it didn't lead to peace for everyone. Maybe if you blindly supported everything the empire was doing, you had a decent shot at some peace, but if you wanted to worship somebody else, oh boy, look out. These angels proclaim what is in direct opposition to the Roman Empire. They say that Jesus is Savior and that he is Lord. Now, our, our question, why? And here's where, here's where our Advent theme comes in. We've answered some really good questions. Who are these angels and what do they do? We'll end today by answering the question of why. These angels and the message they bring are concerned about salvation. I don't know about you, but I hope when I get to heaven that I am able to see some of these events scripturally as they happen. This would be in my top five for sure. <laughs> I would love to be there when the host of angels just appeared in the sky and the shepherds probably had no idea what was happening uh, mostly afraid, probably in awe and wonder, even though the angel told them not to be afraid, they were probably still wondering what in the world is going on here. A host of angels appears in the sky, and they are bringing a message. Now, a lot of time, I don't want to burst your Christmas bubble. Right? We love to think of angels singing, but nowhere in the Bible does it say that angels sing. <laughs> it does say... In verse 13, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, here's what they said, here's the message, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. I'm glad Andy paused for effect when he read this a few moments ago. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Other translations have something like peace on whom his favor rests. Peace. The angels, the, the angel of the Lord, the multitude of angels that appear in the sky to proclaim the birth of Jesus bring a message of peace. And certainly it's not a message of political peace. That did not happen. The events of the Bible did not bear that out. It is a soul peace. God wants his people to be right with him. In nothing but the blood, we sang, this is all my hope and peace. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We know that Jesus was born to be our Savior, who would save us from our sin and can bring peace to our souls. Peace that, that answers the doubts, that answers the fears. Can I be forgiven for that thing that I did, that Satan always holds over my head? All the shame that has been a part of my life for years and years and decades and decades. Yes, there can be peace in our souls. That's what God wants to communicate to us. We don't have a testimony of peace by uh, lighting a little candle or making our home look pretty. Those are peaceful things. But God is going to come and do the work in our soul to bring us the deep, penetrating, everlasting, life-changing peace that can stay inside of us. That's what these angels are proclaiming. 
that he would be a savior who would save us from our sins and be the Lord, the Lord of our lives, the true authority that we need. This is the gospel message. How do I get right with God? How do I, how do I get forgiveness of my sin? How do I know I'm going to heaven? You can't do it on your own. Hear this message today that Jesus was born for this purpose. It ministers to our hearts. His presence in our lives helps us to grow in peace. There is no other way to be saved but to cry out to Christ Jesus and him alone to forgive us of our sin. There is no other way to get to heaven but to trust that Jesus died for our sins, the Savior was buried in a tomb and rose from the dead. He's Lord, he's authority because he's conquered death. Against all odds in a broken and a sinful world, in the midst of all the turmoil that swirls around us, God can bring peace through you and through me as believers in Jesus Christ and through us together in connection with other Bible-believing Christians locally and around the world. We are agents of peace. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace. The angels of God in a powerful and a spectacular display of God's glory proclaimed glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Verse 15, here's our challenge as we close. We want to respond and the angels went away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They wanted to go and check it out. They wanted to investigate. We want to be able to take this news and say to one another, hey, let's go and let's observe. Let's learn. Let's allow Jesus to change our hearts, to change our lives. There's nothing in our world that will bring us peace besides Jesus. I hope today that you enjoy that reality. Enjoy that truth that the angels pronounced and came to proclaim peace on earth. We want the grace of God in our lives. We can't earn it. We need to respond. We need to know that God has given it to us and that we can turn to him.